The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. large forehead there thank you see again my thing's laggy i don't know what's going on i didn't know we were live then the music was still playing in my ears when you pay for dial up internet what do you expect mm, yeah i suppose hey yo hey yo hey yo hey yo oh magsy how are you my friend um okay i'm doing very yeah. well yourself yeah, all right, mate. All right, not too bad at all. Not too bad at all. I'm looking forward to this. It's a we weird to... start to the show. Well, I got completely thrown. I didn't realise we were live, and that's why I was sort of like, you know, giving an extreme close-up of my fucking five ends. So, <laughs> any time that you're flummoxed, you, you zoom right into the person you're talking to and then ask them if they're all right. No, I look... The, the little screens at the bottom below us, the one that's hidden, not Sharon, the other one that's hidden for like right. when we do a non-lesson You were trying there. to see what it were. Keep your nose yeah. out. That's not I was for now. To see what it was because it looked. You'll a find out bit, very soon. From back here, it looked a bit like a sausage roll, and I was like, "What's he doing with that?" It could be a sausage roll. It could not be, but you'll find out about that very soon. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, this, I, I think, this is going to be a bloody good episode, Magsy, because our Mags v Sai, I think, is going to be quite funny or potentially incredibly hurtful when we realise we don't know very each other well. Apple. Be the end of this partnership <laughs> as we know it yes indeed we one have Chris Sharon back as well one of us will turn heel yeah. <laughs> I mean you already are a heel surely I mean that is true I'm a tweener I think a tweener is that right okay yes we have Chris Master Sharon back this week for the first Mags V sign in a long long time don't we yeah it has it feels that forever yeah it does it does looking forward to it mate looking forward to it and you want a poll and the match is shit so throw that out there, I, <laughs> I regretted it bitterly. That's what I get though for trying to appeal to the electorate, and then we get a message in the chat that said electorate isn't even turning up today. Oh, so look that's, at that's this. awesome. Dan Griffin yeah. in the chat can't watch live tonight. Uh, what else did he say there? Hang on one second. Can't watch live tonight. I've lost it now, Magsy. There it is. But please assume I made a dirty joke at every opportunity and winged it and whinged at Sharon sending me Cody gifts. <laughs> yeah. Very true. It's like he's here Indeed. anyway. And I, and I think our non-wrestling topic is going to be quite intriguing as well because there's a couple of people's posts that I'm not sure quite qualify for terrible or worst inventions. Well, I'm sure we'll get to that. My, mm-hmm. I have one. I have currently yeah. one, and it's probably the worst invention in the world. I hate it with a passion. Ah, uh, okay. See, I don't really think I've got any. Brilliant. 
He's so, so, he's such a professional. I'll think of something, mate. I'll think of something because you know, at the end of the day, we, we we've got plenty of time before we get there. But we should start the show before we even sure. get anywhere near our non-wrestling topic. Good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Sai, an SJP World Media Production. Episode 135 in total, if my counting is going correctly. So, quite a few episodes there, Mags. We spent a lot of time together, aren't we? Too much. It's almost like we should know everything about each other. Well, we will find out. We'll put that to the test. (laughs) I am Sai, and with me, as always, is the Bret Hart to my big fart. Maxie, I've got some horrific wind. I'll tell you that now, honestly, and to the point where I think I'm going to have to mute my microphone a few times. So, on the audio, if you you hear him ripping, that's definitely problems with audacity and not his guts. Exactly, exactly. I'll cut it all out of the audio. <laughs> he is the wolf pack to my lure pack, a podcaster who has to stop encouraging pigs badders with these bloody banners because I'm not doing cheese rolling tours, as it says at the bottom of our screen. The podfather himself, Lord Mags. How are we, sir? What do you mean you're not doing cheese rolling tours? Is this two weeks in a row that you are telling lads? I have nothing to do with any of this. You upload it, pigs badders makes it. So okay. I have nothing. Uh, I mean to do that's fair, uh, but I will have to invoke Man and Pigs Badder's emergency graphic then, because he made a secret special graphic in oh, case you no. did refuse to give uh, fascinating cheese rolling tours. Okay, so what's so, the? Here we go. Penis enlargement services. It did wonders for me. It could do the same for you. <laughs> Trust me, that didn't work for me. Um, <laughs> in the chat. <laughs> oh, dear me. Sharon saying lies in the chat. Yeah, any comment that comes up, SJP will meet you at the moment is Sharon herself sat in what, what the, the green room, I suppose, the waiting room, the whatever. The green room, yeah. I, I mean, she was literally just boogieing away to what I assume was some music not two minutes ago, thinking uh. that we couldn't see her dancing. Yes, she was. She's denying it, but she was. <laughs> uh, Magsy, let's scan through the chat quickly then, and then we'll get Sharon on so she can depart and get on with the rest of her evening. Let's do it. So King Pigs Bladders uh, Photoshop Wizard said, Evening, gents. I'm going to keep it simple and share some inspiration, <laughs> inspiring words that have got me through many a dark patch. Hopefully it will help some of you as well. Everybody poops. I mean, <laughs> brilliant. Concise and factual. <laughs> um, Sharon uh, says it's Monday night. Uh, you know what that means. And then King Pigs Bladders and Dana. King Pig Badders again, Scottish Dan again, and Connor all wishing everybody in the CWF uh, a great evening. Um, apparently, you are such a letdown. Well, that's what's, that's that's why the penis enlargement services are needed, because if you are a letdown, 
contact Sar <laughs> at SP, SJP Words, and he'll uh, hook you up. Uh, For goodness sake. And now, now in the chat, Lars, my youngest daughter has just chipped in. <laughs> my youngest daughter is now here in the chat, and I've got that underneath me. Fantastic. Well, you read what you saw. You shouldn't have welched on the cheese rolling uh, tours. What is there to tour? It's a fucking hill. Look, here's the bottom. Here's cheese. The top. We're done. And here's here's some cheese. <laughs> yeah, so it's quick money. You'll be able to churn out 50 tours an hour. Uh, 50 tours an hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Charlie, in the chat there, I apologize for what is written on our screen today. It's Pigs, Bladders, and Magsy being yeah, a pair of idiots. It's definitely Pigs, Bladders. Uh, and then last, Sharon, who is replying in both twi- uh, Twitch and YouTube, says that she was dancing with the voices in her head. With those <laughs> voices, she gets more sense than she does out of sound. There we go. There we go. Well, yeah, that goes right saying, doesn't it? Let's be honest. That goes right saying. Uh, Magsy, shall we? Uh, shall we get on with Max V Sai before we dive into anything else today? Uh, we shall. Let me just get the video up because I put it back to the cheese rolling one, just in case you you change your band. Oh, we have okay. got way too many graphics on this. <laughs> Max V Sai, there we go. <laughs> I've missed that cow. <laughs> Thanks, Max. <laughs> <laughs> I've missed you too. Oh, <laughs> uh, Sharon, how are you, my love? I'm well, thank you, husband. How are you both? I'm glorious. All the better for seeing you. You you brighten this show up. My cow Quite face. Quite literally. <laughs> you've had a change to your hair colour again. No, no longer is it purple and blue and all that sort of stuff. We've got red and orange and all it's sorts going red. on there, haven't we? It's, it's, it's red, isn't it? It's pink. You dumb motherfucker! Is it? I, I would have said pink. Fuck off, Mags. <laughs> <laughs> That's no way to start a Mags Visa <laughs> personal quiz, is it? Oh, Sharon. So I, so I gets everything wrong, so it's fine. Yeah. I'm going to get everything wrong here. And just, just, I'm going to throw this out here now, okay? Mags Visa this week is about Mags and Sai. So Mags is going to ask via Sharon five questions about himself. And I'm going to ask five questions about myself. And we're going to be, oh, hi, Len, just calling through that window. <laughs> and we're going to, <laughs> and we're basically going to see who wins Mags v. Sai about Mags and Sai. The only so real essentially like a like a Mister and Mrs. But two Misters, and we are not married. Brilliant, Mister and Mister. Yeah, that's a band, isn't it, Mister Mister? Well, I think it was. I don't know if it's still a band. I'll have to look like that. But anyway, yes, the only sort of rough criteria we had was that it has to have been mentioned on the show at some point to kind mm-hmm. of make it, you know, memorable to the CWF and ourselves. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, that's that's the formula we're going with. And I apologize in advance, Mags, if I get all of them wrong. I do listen when you're talking and I do bloody love you. I don't apologize whatsoever. I, I, I adore you, but I... And not remember things at all. <laughs> Okey doke. Uh, shall we just crack on then, Sha? Do you want to just dive on in? 
crack on with the show. Right. Mr. Max. Hello. During our hangovers episode, I listed a bacon sandwich, glass of orange juice, and what other item as my go-to? I have not got the foggiest. I'm tempted to go with cheese toaster, but you've got a bacon sandwich there, so I don't think you're going to need the cheese toaster. That'd be a bit of a bread overload, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're not a big fan of carbs at the best of times. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with a packet of cheese and onion crisps. You oh. are incorrect. It's like I don't know him at all. <laughs> the answer is a Mars bar. Figures. To be fair, though, I don't get many hangovers, so... No, he doesn't. I hate him. I've never, <laughs> ever in my life had one. Oh, prick. Okay. Come on, Sharon. Let's see what I can get wrong first. <laughs> Mr. Sai. Yes. Mrs. Mags recently outed Mags for one of his weird culinary habits. What is that habit? Oh, it's the fucking about with the sandwiches, isn't it? It's the taking the sandwiches apart and eating each bit separately like a fucking picky weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) It absolutely is that. Uh, but not with all, not with everything, is it? There are certain things that you like, like tuna mayonnaise or whatever you would, or egg mayonnaise. Yeah, not, not anything slop. Yeah, because you need well, a spoon. For that, scraping off a nut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is anyone going to keep score? By the way. I, yeah. Thank you, Sharon. We've got, <laughs> we've got a professional here this week. <laughs> uh, Mr. Max, question two: What band? Have I seen live the most amount of times? Oh. I don't. I mean, I'd never listened to the bands that Sa mentioned. <laughs> Just zones <Because>, out. <laughs> yeah, the, it's not Michael Fee and the crap, aren't they? Whoa! I know he likes Scorpions. I, I don't know if you've seen. Uh, I don't think you've seen them live that many times. I have seen the Scorpions exactly zero times. Okay. Um, I have no clue. I'm going to go with ACDC. Oh, see, that's a good shape, but it's wrong. It is wrong. The answer, which I really wanted to give you a clue, but I thought Cy would shout at me, is wasp i mean i was close with scorpion then because they were yeah insecty the kind tent. of stingy kind of yeah that's, yeah fair point fair point so that's yeah. half a point sure it's half a point for getting a bug uh connor very close in the chat saying motorhead motorhead is the second most that, was, motorhead... that was that was one i was actually going to go for as well yeah motorhead i've and seen still been wrong 11 times wasp so cheers 15. connor yeah close close <laughs> I'm feeling this. I'm I'm ahead. I'm feeling this. Question two. (laughs) Yeah, two. (laughs) Max's right knee and ankle is held together with dust, blue tack, and a prayer. (laughs) Name two of the three major incidents that has injured that knee. 
Fuck me, I don't even know if I can name one. Brilliant. Didn't I'm you come off your bike? This question. I could have named two before, and I know I've got the answers in front of me, but I could have named two. Didn't you come off your bike? No. No? I'm going to... Oh, man. I mean, I'm, you've I'm, got I'm, three I'm, guesses. I'm going com- to completely kick myself when I hear the answers to this, aren't I? Because this is something that I do know. Um, I've I got three guesses. So I've had one. Okay, I'll say car crash. Brilliant. No? I, I don't know. I'm, 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 last one, I'm just going to have to say you fell off something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no. All for three. No. Yeah. Go on then, what, what, what we got? Would you like to explain, Max? Yep, so um, I was uh, hit by a car and the car drove over my leg. Yeah, that's a fucking car crash. The car it's crashed not, into it you. It was not a crash. Um, then I got the the leg trapped under the seat of a swing and the, the leg bent 90 degrees the wrong way. And then the last one was I slipped on some moss at a Turkish water park and basically <laughs> squashed my own knee. Yeah. I don't know why I find that funny, but the specifics... I know, I don't. But... I don't know why <laughs> you find that funny at all. This, is, this <laughs> folks, is 103 episodes live and done. It's the specifics to it. I slipped on some moss in a Turkish. Do you know what I mean? No, like... it, it was because they had uh, the the walkways were green, and the right. moss was also green. So the walkways were were um, they were kind of like that sandy uh, painted stuff. So there's grip. Okay. Yeah. And then the moss has no grip. So you put your foot on the moss, and it, your foot goes bye bye, and your body goes. I'm taking your knee out. Oh. See the moss thing. That doesn't ring a bell at all, even though you told me. But I remember the that swing, one. The swing, 100%, I remember. Yeah, and, that was grim. And, and the car, I 100% remember as well. I think but I yeah, you remember them after you've been told them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. True. <laughs> well done, Si. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Max, question three. Let's see if I can pull this back. What pay-per-view was the first wrestling VHS tape I ever owned and is a huge part of when I was younger? I mean, you did freeze at that last bit, so you might want to run that last sentence again. And is a huge part of me becoming a fan when I was younger. Okay. So... Again, I don't recall you mentioning this at all. Well, there's two um, pay-per-view cassette tapes that I've spoken about. I spoke about it at length uh, on Why We Watch when we first spoke about it. And it's come that, were, on the show. that has been ages ago. I it, don't it's remember, come I remember that. I remember one thing about that Why We Watch episode when I called you by the wrong second name. <laughs> That's it. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> It's got to be either a WrestleMania, a Survivor Series, or a Rumble. Is, are you going to guess one of them? Because I'd recommend you don't. So none of them. Will be, <laughs> probably none of them. What I mean, the that, yeah, I'd say none of them, Max. Oh, Just... dear. So have we got to go SummerSlam 92? 
that you'll find that, so... Yeah. I can't judge whether you're glad I said so was Lab 92 or not glad. No. This incorrect is SummerSlam 89. Fuck off. Fuck off. Feel the heat. <laughs> Tony Schiavone on commentary and all that sort of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember the show. I just don't remember you ever mentioning it to me. I ever. spoke about it loads, mate. I spoke about it loads. Loads. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay then uh, Mr. Sai, question three yes for a Halloween episode Mags once dressed up as a plague doctor but had two issues with the mask name either of the issues and how Mags solved it okay the issues were we couldn't fucking breathe was the main one and he was misting up and all that weren't you yeah yeah, I think so. You were struggling to breathe, and it was um, you couldn't speak into your microphone properly, if I remember correctly. Okay. And if that's true, how did they get solved? Or could you not see? Or could you not hear? <laughs> Do you not think? Mm, didn't you make some holes in the end? I think you cut some holes, made some holes to breathe easier. But looking at your faces, I'm probably way wrong. Go on, I'll go with that. You are wrong. Yeah. Oh. You, you got elements of it right, but in the wrong order and for the wrong reasons. Okay. So um, the first issue was with the, the goggles. I had to yeah. take them out because they kept steaming up. Yeah, that was, yeah, steaming up. I remember you saying, yeah. And then the second one was the, the nose corn part. Every time I breathed, it would like suck in like a balloon and then blow up. So I had to, <laughs> I had to stuff it with newspaper to stop oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, dear. Okay. Right. So still one. That was down. really close, though. You did well there. Cheers, mate. Mr. Mags, question four. How did I break my arm as a child? How the fuck do I know? Because you openly mocked me for like 20 minutes about how it happened. Seem to remember you fall. Did you fall over a little wall? No. No. Mm. Good job that weren't my answer. Then. It was more ridiculous and daft than that. Like, ridiculously stupid thing I did when I was quite small. I, I really cannot remember. My memory is so horrific. <laughs> I, I, I have no clue. No clue. We're doing well here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this may jog, hopefully this will jog your memory then because you did laugh like a great deal at me. I was very, very little and I'd just seen something on the television and it was the old Indian rope trick. The guy playing the and the rope goes up and the Indian will climb it. Okay. You know? Um, so if you remember me saying this is I, not jogging my memory well, it should do it should do I went and got I don't my, think we've had this conversation we have we have on the show we have I swear mm. I'm going to find it in fact no I won't find it steve when you listen you'll know exactly what episode that's in please <laughs> let us know but yeah basically I went and got my mum's tape measure and from her sewing kit and my, <laughs> <laughs> and my sister's recorder <laughs> this is the reaction you had the first time I told it and climbed, climbed onto the dining room table and basically went 
and jumped onto the uh, tape measure, landed, broke my arm, all my wrists. <laughs> what a pillock. Hang I'm on, glad I you said arm, and now you're changing it to wrist. That changes everything, in my opinion. Uh, oh, yeah. arm, then. Jesus. The question's invalid, so I, I should get a point for that. Bollocks. Well, I'm glad I forgot the story because it, it gave me a chance to laugh at you again. <laughs> That's a ridiculous I, 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 was, story. I was very, very small. I was very well, probably not as small as I should. I, I, I would want to be, but pigs bladders in the chat. Is this the first time you two have met? <laughs> I think. It, I think it just proves that once we've finished recording, we try and blank the memory of, of it ever happening. Oh man! So we've we got one question left each. We have yes. No, you not. Come on, Sai, you've still it. got two left. You've got two, yeah. <gasps> oh. Mr. Sai, question four. Yes. How many episodes did Mags miss when he went absolutely Looney Tunes? Oh, okay. Benny did two. Dan Griffin did one. Matt Lewis did one. And this is the fucking shit bit. I can't remember how many times you filled in, Sha. I think you did one, didn't you? Am I missing someone there? Oh, bang, bang, Andy. Six. You missed six. Is that your final answer? Oh, I'm wrong, aren't I? Yeah, go on. I'm going to say, go on, yeah, six. You are incorrect. The answer oh. is seven. Oh, no. Matt Willis also did too. Did he? Ah, oh, fucking hell. It was a dark time in my life, Magsy. I don't want to think back to it. As, as well as man. Yeah, it was. Well. <laughs> uh, this here, well, this like, gives more credence to why I can't remember anything. Uh, I'm the person who appeared on Morty and Fitch's podcast before working out who was Morty and who was Fitch. That's actually true, and I still get them wrong now. <laughs> Three times Morty says in the chat you appeared on their show before you twigged which one was which. <laughs> it's not Ant and Deck. That's offensive to Ant and Deck to compare the two. Is it really? Okay. <laughs> Oh, it's right though. I'm still ahead. I'm still ahead. You are clinging on. Final question for Mr. Max. Pressure, Max. No, no. Everyone is aware of my Windows 98 PC, but what version slash season of Championship Manager do I play on it? Oof. <laughs> feel it's 96 97 i don't think it's the i original. would i wouldn't feel that way max I, I don't know how is this is this like in the rules where the 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 quiz master gives me clues so Have i don't something to upset you it's definitely <laughs> so, not the original yeah, you said my hair was red okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's definitely not the original one no. And then after that, I think it was 92, 93, then 93, 94. But it is it is in those early early ones. I'll give you I'll give you a clue then. The game isn't Championship Manager. Officially it's Championship Manager 2, and then the title of a season. So okay. that, would put it, that would put it a bit later, I suppose, wouldn't it? What later than 96, 97? 
Yes. Okay. So we're probably looking in the 2000s then. So all one or two, perhaps. Yeah, I'll go with all one or two. I That's your like final it. answer, and you are correct. <laughs> Finally, I feel I should have kept my gob shut. <laughs> I should have actually clocked because the earlier ones were on like Atari and, and yeah, and, and Amiga, weren't they? Amigas, they yeah. Did it really make the transition to Windows till till after the the mid nineties? So yeah. Oof. So it's one, so one each with one question left, Shia. Mr. Sai, this is your Can final you question. This away? What match was reviewed upon Mags's heroic and historic return? I didn't put those words in. I just put on my return. Sharon's added that for effect. I don't know. Well, I was going to pick it up and show you that. <laughs> Because <laughs> <laughs> he's got the answer around the <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why, but I'm leaning towards a Brock Lesnar match. Um, which one? Lesnar Angle Iron Man. Is that the SmackDown one? Is yeah. Uh, WrestleMania 19. Was it the WrestleMania 19 one? Was it? Well, it, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Lesnar Angle. Uh, uh, WrestleMania 19. You are incorrect. Oh, okay. it was a Iron Man match. You fucking prick. Was it really? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought it I'd somehow sort of got it there, you know? It was Triple H and Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was good, that was. It was a good match, yeah. It was a good match, yeah. And, One each. And that was a good quiz. We barely know each other. We do. Barely Just know how we like it. <laughs> oh, Sharon, did you have fun? Yeah, it was great finding out how much you two just don't listen to one another. <laughs> and and yet we spend every Monday with each other. It's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, we message through the week as well. And... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we next know next to nothing about each other. Brilliant. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Sharon, do you have anything you want to plug, uh, give your socials or anything like that? Um, you can find me most likely not on Twitter because I never go on there. Um, but on Facebook, it's it Sharon Korea. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Max. Um, on and X. on TikTok as well. And, and on TikTok, but I've made a private profile because people are bumholes and I can't speak too freely that if is, I'm on my author profile. That is very true. People are bumholes, especially on TikTok. It's toxic. Don't, don't sign up to TikTok. But yes, you, you can find me on TikTok and my business will be starting up again soon as well. RBF Luxuries on TikTok and on Facebook. And we're on the Morty and Fitch podcast Tuesday, mm. the 26th of September. That's me right. and Saish, so, I say. Uh, well, and Charlie. Charlie makes a little cameo as well, doesn't she? Yeah. yeah. So tomorrow, uh, the Morty and Fitch podcast. If you're, if you're listening to us live now, the Morty and Fitch podcast comes out tomorrow, Tuesday. Me, Sharon, and Charlie are on there. And if you're listening to the audio version later in the week, it's already out. So go check it yep. out. So. And, and Morty has said it's his best ever show. He thinks it's his best ever episode. So 
Well, that's, that's Sharon and Charlie putting the quality up there. Yeah, we're I, well, I didn't think any different, to be fair. I thought I thought quite nice, but El Ladder. <laughs> yeah. We have an in-depth conversation about meringue, and it's the most interesting meringue you will ever discover. Mm, interesting indeed. Shireen, thank you so, so much for that plug and reminding me about how Morty and Fitch were talking to you about gross things. And I will see you very, very soon, my love. Yep. Thank you very much. Amazing as always. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, I enjoyed that, Magsy. Should we scan through the chat quick and see what we got? We shall. Uh, yeah, that was that was fun, realising that we don't know each other in the slightest. Um, we are crap. So let's get to... Um, King's Pig's Banner says you can uh, show the spot where people died on your, uh, on your tours of, of Gloucester. Well, they pretty much all at the bottom is you know it's kind of the nature of the beast really <laughs> you're muted mate i said and it won't sound as funny the second time around but they died <laughs> over there down at the bottom <laughs> um then um king pig's brother said he he would say a sandwich is like a sausage roll deconstructed um yeah i mean I don't like like I said. I don't do it for sloppy things. It's just if you get like a bacon, egg, and sausage sandwich, and it's a bit too big to fit in your mouth, you just take some elements out. Makes sense. Makes absolute sense. Uh, Connor said, "Guest Morted, which was close but no cigar." Arsenal for life. I'm going to assume that is also Connor, or uh, if not, welcome to the show, Arsenal for life. Hello, uh, Morte, uh Tuned in to tell everybody he was just having a poo. And to plug the the new episode of Morton Fitch tomorrow with uh, Sa and his good lady and even gooder uh, daughter, Charlie. So ch- definitely go and check that one out. Um, King's Pigs Banner says, is this the first time that we have ever met? You would think so. You would yeah, absolutely think so. across that way, doesn't it? Yeah, it definitely does. Um, Connor says, bring back a championship manager and we need a championship manager um, 94 playthrough on the channel. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised you haven't started doing a, a playthrough with champ manager. Maxi, I can barely wire this shit up on a Monday. I just, what am I, how am I going to do that? <laughs> Install champ manager on this very laptop that you are. No, screening. I can't. I can't because then it's, it, you can't because it's a different. The reason I've got the Windows 98 PC is because the game won't install on the updated versions of Windows. Okay. But you can go to their website and get it for nothing, though. But I've got the there PC you go. now, haven't I? Yeah, I or just get a webcam aimed at your screen. Yeah, I could do, actually. Yeah. I do need a new camera. This one's a bit crap. There you go. So, win-win. Um, Morty says he had uh, 97, 98 on the PC. Uh, his mum still has it, I believe. Bloody harder. No, she's playing it. <laughs> she's took Wrexham to the Champions League. Yeah. Right, you Um and he says, when I eventually visit the mum, I will try to remember to, to dig it out. Uh, and King Pig Butter says, uh, it's next to the frozen onions. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're likely not wrong. Um, Did you see that uh, video, Max, from a little while back on Twitter? Of some frozen onions? No, Morty was going through his mum's freezer and just asking her, why have you got this? Why do you keep this? And it is just like random frozen stuff in bags. And was he's it, like, why 
Was it like a chest freezer or a stand-up freezer? Che- like a chest freezer, yeah. He was like, yeah, why my, have you got my, this tiny bit of onion? Or it, was, it was very, very funny. <laughs> my, my, my grand used to be exactly the t- same. She had one of those chest freezers that was like a coffin. Yes. I could literally get in it and lie down. And she'd have things in there from like the mid-80s. Like still frozen in there. You're like, you can't ever eat this thing, even if you defrost it. And every <laughs> every every so often, you just have to go through it and just like bin like ninety percent of the freezer. Yeah, they don't. They never like throwing stuff away, old people, do they? No. Weird. Uh, Morty says that this the episode tomorrow is actually the best behind uh, the one time that I hosted with Fitch. The yeah, the the Magsian Fitch show. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's hurt my throat uh and then sharon says sad doesn't do change yeah so he'll never do these things that he says he'll do i said I'll, i said i might i didn't say i was going to yeah Ma always means no pretty much pretty much <laughs> it's like when you know in, in like the 130 plus episodes we've done i've said oh i'll go and watch that oh yeah and that film never have you ever watched anything or listened to anything that you said you would do from this show I listened to some of the cover versions that people put forward for the cover yeah, version. That was so, actually good. That one. Yeah. That was that. That was. I enjoyed that. Some were absolutely shite, but some were quite good. Um, I, I in my head, I remember trying a TV show, and after about a quarter of an hour, I just sort of going, "Nah, this is bollocks." But I can't remember what yeah. it was. I, I have not tried on anything. I don't trust the the opinions of these reprobates. No. <laughs> Just no, just no, I'm not doing nothing you say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm right, you're wrong. Yeah, there we go, mate. There we go. Oh, okie doke then. Magsy, have we got any chicken news this week, or shall we dive into our non wrestling topic? Uh, well, there's actually no chicken news. It's been a very uneventful day, uh, week compared to, I mean, all the, new, the news happened last week with all the chickens laying, but uh, we're not going to go into the non wrestling topic yet because okay. we just need to cover. A little bit of this. Pitbull, take alert! Oh, a teeny weeny. So interesting. Okay. Yes, and I haven't even. I've not even run this by you. This uh, this no. was something I've meant to cover for the last couple of weeks, but I just as as that that uh, Mags Visa uh, shows, I forget things. But um, around about a month ago, we had um, um, one of the the biggest. Uh, wrestling events in the history of the world uh right here in jolly old england london wembley stadium record-breaking um uh, event uh aw all in the highest paid attended uh attended show ever the highest paid attended show uh for wembley the highest paid attended show for uh london the the it it will go down in the record books as just a massive, massive event. 81,035 paid um, attendees to that show. Just re- absolutely record-breaking. Except it isn't, and it's all a load of billy bollocks. So the the whole point of that, that, sh- uh, that number uh, and the fact that they pointed out that it was paid attendance was to kind of stick it to the WWE who are known for fudging numbers. The WWE uh, often add uh, people like staff, um, the, the people who work in the arena, complimentary tickets, 
car park attendance. They add yeah. everybody into those numbers. Uh, it's well known that WWE fudge uh, the figures, and AW were making a point to say that they did not fudge these numbers. These are the actual figures. Just need to cough. Magsy's splattering his guts. It wouldn't be a Monday night if it wasn't a Magsy coughing, would it? Let's be honest. The issue with the, the numbers is that um, with London being a, a high, um, high priority city, um, it can often be targets for things like terrorism. Um, the the people going uh, to and from um, landmarks in London is 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 it's highly recorded, and the 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 uh, Met Police actually issued the figures of how many people uh, went into Wembley on that day. And the number is almost ten thousand yeah. different. It's actually seventy-two thousand two hundred and sixty-five attendees to that show. Still a massive uh, amount and really good for wrestling in general, but not the record-breaking numbers that uh, that uh, AW would have you believe. So they didn't break the record for the highest-paid attended show, which is still. WrestleMania 32 with 80,709. They didn't break the record for the highest um, attended show in London, which is still SummerSlam 1992 with 78,927, which also means they didn't break the record for Wembley Stadium, which is still, again, is uh, SummerSlam 1992 with 78,927. So today's Pimple Dick is AEW trying to pull the wool over everybody's eyes and, and call out WWE for using a, the fudging numbers trick by fudging their own numbers. Didn't they, they? They actually sold the tickets, though, didn't they? That was the way what they were trying to say. They, they tried to claim that they sold all the tickets, um, yes. but like the ten thousand people didn't turn up, mm. which you find it very, very hard to believe. But that's that's not all. There's actually a bonus pin, pimple dick in this. And it's okay. good old friend of the show, Wet Wipe Willie Osprey. <laughs> okay. Now, Wet Wipe Willie Osprey was a, a big part of, uh, of All In. He was very proud that in his home country, he was uh, one of the stars of the show and put on that, an absolutely amazing performance. Yes. And said Will Osprey got himself a tattoo to commemorate the the event. Okay. And and this is the said tattoo. So it's got the date in Roman numerals going around. It's got the uh the the coordinates of, of Wembley Stadium. And it's also got the the attendance of eighty one thousand and thirty five fans. So what what Will Osprey has gone and got himself a fucking tattoo of a fudged number of an event. So oh, that's terrible, here's our bonus pimple dick of the week. I mean, on the plus side for Osprey, that looks easy to cover up. <laughs> yeah, but can you change it to uh, 72? Uh, let me get it back up. 72,265. Let's have a, another look at this. I mean, could you turn the three into a six? Perhaps. Maybe. The, the O into a two, that's going to be a struggle. You just got to put eight. a block across it and rewrite the letters in the block, aren't you? Yeah, get a white tattoo. Get it yeah. in white ink inside. But yeah, oh, what a peck of it. 
What an absolute I, picnic Will Will Osprey is. I'd not even, I'd not seen that. That's that's brand new to me. And secondly, it doesn't look anything like a sausage roll. I don't know why I thought that. Oh, brilliant stuff, Magsy. Brilliant stuff. It's just so silly, isn't it, wrestling? Yeah. It's so silly. It's like, just tell us how many people are... I mean, not that I really give a shit, but just tell us how many people are paid to get in and how many people are there. That's all that really matters. Yeah, I mean, what what is gained from fudging the numbers anyway? I don't get it. No idea. Just makes no sense. It makes no, no idea. sense. But they, um, WrestleMania in Philadelphia next year. Mm-hmm. The WWE are already saying that's going to break all attendance records. So obviously they've rattled AW rattled their cage a little bit. I, I assume. Well, um, they're going to struggle because the the record is still uh, the Collision in Korea. Yeah, period. yeah, it's like a hundred thousand. That's like a hundred sixty five thousand yeah. actual attendance on on the. I think that was on the second day, and then the first day was hundred and fifty. Um, so yeah, they're going to struggle unless they do what Korea did and force people into the stadium. Yeah. You and, will and go against their them. will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> dear, dear me. Uh, okay. Magsy, shall we then get on to our non wrestling topic this week? Now we shall. Yes. NWT time. Oh, no wrestling talk here. It's the non-wrestling topic. Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Nice. Oh, lovely. Lovely. Big, big, dirty belch. Right. Last week, we looked at great inventions, the best inventions ever in the CWF's mind. Uh, I don't think anything topped my Toasty Maker suggestion, but there we go. This week, we're doing the opposite. We're looking at crap inventions, things that don't work, what's a waste of money, what did you look at and think, what's the point, and so on. And we got mm-hmm. some interesting responses, Magsy, didn't we? Uh, we did, and some rants about things as well mm, indeed i will run through them in the order they arrived into us as always and we begin and i will with... juggle the twitter to try and keep up with sir there we go mate there we go i don't read very quickly so i'm incapable no, of reading true. quickly to be fair <laughs> <laughs> uh, matt butler at trey butler on twitter he says pineapple on a pizza whoever invented that deserves to be shot i like pineapple on pizza Ah, this like pineapple on pizza. I mentioned this one to Mrs. Mags, and she said that Matt is a is an idiot because she also likes pineapple pizza. But yeah, I don't, I don't have the 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 hatred for it as as a lot of the the Twitter community does. I, I don't wish people to burn in hellfire because of it, but it's just not something I would ever ever get. See, I like pineapple on pizza if I've got spicy stuff on the pizza as well that works really well okay that, i mean that makes sense but mm. do you like pineapple the... though yeah absolutely yeah okay that's interesting i just don't like it on pizza cwf people in the chat comment yes or no pineapple on pizza let's know what you think uh Chris we'll have people Bennett. leaving on mass yeah it, it is, it's such an odd thing for the internet to be so heavily divided upon isn't it it is yeah like people genuinely shouting and yelling and arguing about you know king pigs butter says 100 percent. he would have pineapple on pizza yeah I, I like it i like it myself but there we go uh our good buddy chris bellis at real chris bellis on twitter he says 
infusion pumps for giving IV fluids and blood transfusions. I already have no idea what he's talking about. A pain to program <laughs> and ridiculously sensitive to movement, where an alarm loud enough to wake the dead goes off. It's I know what an IV is. It goes in your vein and whatnot, doesn't it? You know, so yeah, well, that's very specific to his own job. But I can imagine that would be incredibly. Yeah, I think he's a nurse. Is it? Yeah, Chris is a nurse. Um, yeah, how shit would that be though? Every time, if it's that sensitive, that fucking alarm. I I appreciate why the alarm would go off if it's to sort of warn that you know maybe the IV's fallen over working. or it's not yeah. working or it's not plugged you know in plugged into the person properly or whatnot. But if it goes off all the time for no real reason, that must be incredibly frustrating because they've got to go running just in case, haven't they? Yeah, um, you would. You would you risk treating it like a um a smoke detector just if it keeps going off take the batteries out mm. yeah i don't think you can do that <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure that would be a good idea uh graham at mgb graham on twitter he says not that i'm allowed to run for president but i tell my students if i was to become president my first order of business would be to ban mechanical pencils they always snap at the lightest pressure and kids always need lead just to just use a normal pencil for fuck's sake. Okay. I mean, oh, you've got a little good. graphic there, the clicky pencils, you know? Again, I think it's a very hyper-specific one for Graham. Um, I'm not a huge fan of mechanical pencils, um, mainly because when the lead gets to a certain point, the the pen the pencil doesn't hold it in place, and the lead keeps going in no matter how much pressure you put on it. Yeah, just use a normal pencil. Mm, yeah fair enough i mean they're quite handy if you're doing like technical drawings and so on and and working with that sort of thing because it, the, the the in theory that the lead is always going to give you the same definitive line isn't it as yeah, opposed to it's consistently sharp yeah yes yes but i completely get where he's coming from just use an ordinary pencil what's the fucking mm-hmm. point yeah. exactly it's it's fixing a problem that was not a problem yeah exactly exactly um our Photoshop wizard himself, Pigs Butters, at Pigs Butters on Twitter, does the B&M sausage roll maker. And we've got a picture here on Twitter and obviously live on the show here. I don't know anyone who would eat enough sausage rolls to warrant this purchase. And in the unlikely event, I didn't just nip to Greg's and wanted to make some. I'd rather use the cooker so you get a nice flaky pastry. It looks like a sandwich toasty does maker, doesn't it? It does. Which which makes you think, what is the, the pastry made out of? Is that just bread? No, that looks like that looks like a proper sausage roll, mate. Yeah, so you're meant to get flake you're meant to get puff pastry or, or whatever kind of raw pastry. Line this toasty maker, fill it with sausage. This it just doesn't make it's such a a hassle to do. That it would easily, like I said, it'd be easy to just go to Greg's and or even go and just eat and order some Greg's to be delivered to your house. Yeah, well, a point the, advert, the advert actually says golden, crisp, flaky, fast, and then it also says heat and eat. So I'm assuming you must be able to buy the the pre-made sausage rolls because you look at the you look at the picture again. This isn't probably gonna work like very well for the audio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but this isn't going to work very well for the audio version, so I apologise to people listening there. Go and check it out on Twitter. You'll see the image we're talking about. They're very specific sized gaps for the sausage rolls. 
I would assume that you can buy probably frozen ones and just put them in and run it for a couple of minutes and it's ready to go. So it would be uh, a captive market. If you bought this machine, you would have to buy the the frozen sausage rolls specifically made for this machine. Pig's Bladders in the chat is actually saying, nope, you have to make it from scratch. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not, that is not worth it. Not worth it at all. But... But we have stumbled upon an idea here that could make us a couple of quid if we can patent something like that and have a bit of food that you freeze and it goes into the, the hole perfectly and just blast it and it's ready to go, couldn't you? I mean, you, you could. What were you thinking? Well, sausage rolls. But, but sausage rolls are not always the same size. No, but... The, oh, you, oh, for goodness sake. Why do you make everything so <laughs> difficult? Like, the... the you would make the sausage rolls. You said like cornering the market. Like it's a very, uh, and you know, you get these people who are obsessed with Greg sausage rolls, don't you? I mean, they've got merchandise for it now. There's boxer shorts you can buy about Greg sausage rolls for fuck's sake. And cr- you know, croc shoes. About Greg's. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I know somebody in the chat, Mr. Mort, who has a, a Greg's hoodie, for example. So that's, you know, it, it is. Yeah, but he, did, he got it for being like, um, the, the the patron of Greg's, he goes there that much that they just give him a free order. But this is the thing. I think it was a present off Fitch actually. But this is the thing. If you if if you've got a correct machine, the joke, then water jackass. Uh, sorry, mate. I'll move on. Shall I fucking are? Um, <laughs> this one, this one, I completely agreed with when I read it. One hundred percent on board with Dan Griffin here at Dan Griffin twenty one on Twitter. And then my wife pointed something out that was so simple and straightforward that made me realize, actually, she's probably kind of right. Dan has included an image here of what looks like a shore deodorant, but instead it's avocado in a stick. And like I said, it's the kind of, you know, that that very powdery shore deodorant, roll-on deodorant kind of effort. Mm-hmm. And just green avocado coming out and you wipe it onto your toast. Now I looked yep. at that and I thought that is bollocks. What a load of nonsense. Then Sharon just quite simply said, well, if you like avocado and you have it every morning, that would make things so much easier. It, it would. I mean, I, I eat avocado quite regularly and this technically feels like it would be a good idea, but also in reality, it probably wouldn't. Because avocado uh, oxidizes really quickly. So if you get an avocado and then mash it up and you leave that for about half an hour, it starts to go black black and uh, squelchy. So having it in a a stick that's being used like day after day, yeah, unless it had some sort of preservatives in it, it, it would it wouldn't really work that well. Yeah, but that's what I'm thinking, that it would have some sort of preservatives in it and you keep it in your fridge, you know, like your ketchup and your jams and whatnot. You know, I don't need to list stuff that's in the fridge, do I? You know what fridge is. Who puts ketchup in the fridge? We do. Well, what's wrong with that? Why? Why would you put ketchup in the fridge? Well, it says on the bottle, doesn't it? Re- refrigerate. Does it? I think I, so. I, I mean... Why? It's not like it needs... Pres- it's made with vinegar and salt and sugar. That'll keep it fresh for the rest of time. Oh, I don't know about that, mate. I, 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 mm, see, we've got all our sauces in the fridge. No, that's wrong. We got a, You've got a drawer 
and like up the barbecue sauce, the brain sauce, the salad cream, it's all in the fridge. No, that's that's grim. Is it really? Yeah, I just I, 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 I that's, the way it. that's the way I've always done. It. I think my parents did the same. To be fair, my yeah. nan and granddad. I it's learned. Their, it's learned behavior. I can remember their ketchup being in the cupboard. My nan and granddad. And I suppose when you go to a calf, like a greasy spoon, they've got those squeezy bottles that they refill. They just leave on the side. Yeah. But I always think that's a bit gammy. That's a bit icky, isn't it? I mean, using them a gammy because other people have touched them. But yeah, I, I, we have never put ketchup in the fridge. It just doesn't make sense. First of all, you're going to make it too thick so it doesn't come out of the bowl. And then you, you're going to have ke- uh, ketchup usually with something hot. So what's the point in having it really cold hang on hang on hang on hang on you what do you mean we we it would end up too thick to get out the how cold is your fridge it's not freezing shit it's just chilling no i'm not saying it's freezing but cold colder stuff it it just doesn't flow as 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 easily as things that are room temperature does it well no but like you get you shake it up and you're good to go ain't you plus we have like do you have a glass bottle then Sometimes, when, sometimes we'll get the glass one or we'll get the squeezy one. Oh, get you, Mr. Posh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have glass bottles up here. And that, see, we always have the squeezy jobs, you know? Yeah, and, I mean, uh, we, we, have the, we have the squeezy ones as well sometimes. Well, when, when you're slumming it. <laughs> yeah, when, when they have no glass ones. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. So if you, it's in the fridge, you just give it a shake and you're squeezing it out. It's not going to get stuck in yeah, the bottle. Yeah, but then you also put in really cold tomato sauce on hot food i don't get the point is sauce not supposed to cool your food down for you though no it's it's just slippage juice isn't it it's meant to make it easier to to digest ah okay no i'm starting to trip myself out a bit here i i think i grew up thinking that sauce was there to also help cool your food down when you were little (laughs) 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 who are you who are who is this person no, really, I think that I think that does ring a bell that that was something that when I, when I was a kid. I'm going to ask my parents. Listen, this is just more evidence that you people in Gloucester are wrongans. Uh, see, Sharon there in the chat, first of all, has said she sent me a photo. And, the and photo she's also is- put, you don't put it directly on the food. So what? So you're having a bacon or a sausage sandwich. You don't put the tomato sauce directly on the food. You know, you have well, it that's different, hover- isn't it? You have it hovering in between the, the, the meat and the bread bollocks you're putting <laughs> freezing cold sauce onto onto hot sausages uh, it's 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 different for a fucking sandwich thing isn't it we've got um, ah, oh so you have a so you're saying you have a bottle in the cupboard for sandwiches no in the fridge oh so no it's not no no I, it's not no, I don't have it's a just bottle the rules in the are changing Listen. as to to what how you are eating right. the sauce right first of all I put sauce directly on the food. That's what I do. Okay. Whether it's chips, whatever, bacon sandwich, whatever, that's what I do. But yes, it does come out of the fridge. The kids, they've got these little green um, plastic bowls. Yeah. And they've got little rubber bits on the end and they attach onto the side of their plate. Because Liv, for example, my, my, my middle daughter, Livy, she's got a few funny things with food and textures and whatnot, but she loves her sauces and that. So she'll fill up these little dipping bowls with, with her sauce, clip it on the side of her plate so she ain't got to worry about carrying it or anything like that. And it's not touching her food. Yeah, it's not touching her food before she wants it to. So that's how, that's how they deal with that. You know, just picture Sharon has sent me. I don't know if anyone can make this out. It says here, 
Um, once uh, is the back of a ketchup bottle. Once opened, keep refrigerated and consume within six weeks. Shake well before use. If I bring that up here, there, look, see. Yeah, but that them storage instructions have probably been since they invented the 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 sauce. What eighteen fifty something? Can you do something about <laughs> the screen so I'm not like <laughs> just I, my I, 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 I enlarged it so people could see how even Hans can get something wrong. I don't Heinz. Fuck off. We can't afford Heinz. That's like Aldi's own. That is or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even joking. <laughs> Uh, payday Friday mag so I'm going to treat myself to a glass bottle of ketchup um, <laughs> <laughs> he's treating you this weekend she's not going to know what's hit her mate um, <laughs> uh, we come to Steve-O at Total Steve-O on Twitter everybody say what time is it steve and Steve-O says not directly an invention but whoever invented reactions to messages, no need. So I suppose you mean like the little emoji jobs that mm-hmm. yes, yeah, I use those. Who in this this room, this very room, uses those all of the time, sir? Yeah. And I'll tell you what, that's that's only something I've started doing in like the last couple of months. Like literally every every message that we have, he will add a reaction and then reply to the message, but he would still add the reaction. Yeah, totally. Sometimes I don't reply. So that's a I've... bad take, Steve. Yeah, I like really. That. You haven't hit the electric there. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm on board with Steve's next one, though. One hundred percent. Any form of messaging group, i.e., WhatsApp. Ah, oh, yeah. Okay. So how how do you, for instance, message me? No, I'm, no, he's talking about a group. Oh yeah, the, where you have multiple people, and that's yes. that's fair. I mean, I don't particularly mind them, but I do mute a lot of them. See, I, I think there's, a, I think there's a limit to it, isn't there? You know, there's, um, for example, we've got one for uh, the network that barely gets touched, to be fair. Um, but we've also got one um, where the lads from the volley are talking about, and it's literally just football based in there. Mm-hmm. That that's okay. I can get on board with that. But um, a while back on Twitter, there was like the same people in about 27 different groups. Yeah. And I was I mean, just like, I don't still understand. Happens now you just left them all. I did leave them all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, we had a, we had a group. My family had a, a WhatsApp group, you know, my mum, dad, my brother set it up. My mum, dad, my brother, my sister, all the partners and all that. I fucked off out of there pretty quick as well, mate. That's fair. straight away. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you all motherfuckers. Yeah. I'm not, Science I'm not about that. I'm not about that. And we are oh, work as well. The one job I had before COVID that made me a bit stressed out and poorly. Fucking WhatsApp groups at work, mate. What's that about? I don't want to speak to you fuckers when I'm stood next to you and I'm being paid <laughs> to do it. Why do you want to message me when I'm at home? You know? Yeah. Jeez. I, I, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. Uh, uh, Steve continues. Oh, he doesn't. It's the same point. They're made with, as Ned Flanders <laughs> says, good intentions. But just get abused. I cannot stand them. Yeah, he's spot on. He's spot on. Yeah. You you are, know, if I, if you use them for the the intended purposes, like like Sass as the the group chats for a specific point, then that's fine. But if it's just group chats for the sake of group chats, then no, I'm not about that laugh. 
Yeah, exactly. So if I if I need to say something about the network, I don't know why I said the last thing I put in the group chat for the network. It was like a couple of months ago. And was, I think it was when the volley was starting. I want to talk about schedules for live shows and whatnot. That's the purpose of that group. And that's mm-hmm. where it well. You know, if people start just saying, hi, how's your day or whatever, then I don't know what's going to happen because I can't leave that one. But Steve also says smart motorways. I don't know what that is, Maxi. So these are motorways that, um, that the, the sands above the motorway and the, the road markings, uh, react to things like accidents without having to like put cones down and have police having to, to okay. slow down. So yeah, things like that. Okay. Sorry, go on. Yeah. I was just going to say they're, they're a good idea in theory, but in practice, they don't work that well. Yeah. Steve-O says actually they cause more problems than solved. Yeah. And, and I can kind of see a point of view. Sometimes you need, I suppose when you're doing anything that's based upon um, a, a computer program or something mechanical reacting to a situation, it, it's very black and white, isn't it? You, you, you always need a, a, a human being's sense of, well, you would hope logic that might you know, maneuver or dictate to the cir- cir- circumstances you find yourself in, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. You need that uh, human element. Yes, there you go. Steve also says the ULES needs to be abolished. Um, now, I'm, I don't know if I fully agree with him. I think the way it's, I mean, the ULES for people who don't know is the ultra low emission zone. Um, it's, okay. It's basically areas of London that, uh, and it's spreading to, to other cities that the air quality is so poor that it's affecting uh, the health of, of many people, including a lot of children. Um, so, the Conservative government brought out this plan to have these areas of London where um, car uh, emissions have to be really low, like almost zero, or the car driver has to pay uh, a daily fee to basically um, get people to avoid those areas uh, right. if they have a, 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 a gas-churning uh, car. Now, in theory, it's a great idea, uh, but in practice... Uh, it wasn't rolled out well enough. I don't think it, uh, people weren't given enough incentive to replace their um, their petrol-driven uh, cars with uh, things like electric cars. There they weren't a lot of scrappage schemes or there weren't any kind of like discounts on electric cars. So it's hit quite a few people very hard. So I think the charge is like £12.50 a day. So if you actually live oh, in wow. those... If you live in those areas and you drive a car that doesn't pass the emissions uh, um, threshold, you've been charged £12.50 a day as soon as you drive your car off your driveway. Um, From what I've read, the the amount of cars actually affected by this is is actually quite minimal. Uh, I think it's uh, reports were... A petrol car would have to be at least 12 years old and a diesel car would have to be about nine years old to be affected. But um, the way it's been rolled out, I agree with Steve Roy, it, it, it wasn't done right. Uh, it feels like a, a money-making scheme and a bit of a tax on the on the driver, uh, which is, is usual for the government. But the one thing that's really pissed me off about it is that this was a conservative policy and 
in the a recent uh, by-election, I think it was in uh, Uxbridge, the Conservatives actually, uh, they battled against it because the mayor in London is a Labour mayor, so he's having to enforce this Conservative policy, but the Conservatives are pointing the blame at him and his okay. Labour party going, he's doing this to you. Uh, so they're basically trying to get votes from uh, a policy that they've done, uh, but everybody hates. It's it's really it's really bad politics. But yeah, it's a bad so invention. Bollocks, anyway, in it politics. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I, I said to Sharon the Go on. I said to Sharon the other night. I reckon I'd make a banging prime minister. You know, I, I, you couldn't do any worse than uh, Russia. This this current conservative uh, government. I mean, I I don't really want to get too political, but they are fleecing the the british people in plain sight everything oh, they everything they are doing is feathering the nests of them and their 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 cronies yes. i mean for example there's a there's a policy that's just been announced of uh removing the inheritance uh tax um so basically if you inherit a lot of money or a house from someone passing away normally you would get taxed after a certain amount um, but they're removing that, and they're trying to make out that this is for the people, so you won't get taxed if some something horrible happens. But it only actually affects the top four percent of, of people. Uh, and in terms of Rishi Sunak, he would actually save three hundred million pounds um, directly through the through this uh, this inheritance tax. So yeah, they're, they're feathering their own nests and ripping off the British public. Don't vote Conservative. They're just fucking crooks, man. Yeah. Vote Sai. There we go. <laughs> I can't be doing of all that wearing a tie shit every day, though. Well, that's a deal breaker for me. I think Is you in, in a tie would be amazing. Like a string of sausages. Like a st- <laughs> me in a tie. I got a tie there, actually. Should I put it on? Yeah. It's a black tie on a black T-shirt. It's going to make absolutely no difference. And I can't get it on because I'm getting tangled up in my microphone. There we are, though. I'll do that. See? Brilliant. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, there we go. Maxi, I think that's all I got from Twitter, unless I've missed anybody out. Um, I don't think so. I think uh, Steve Oz was the last to come through, wasn't it? It was indeed. It was indeed. But yeah, there we go. So thank you, everybody who messaged in. Some interesting talking points there. Some political, some catch-up. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any in, in your mind, Magsy? Because I'll be honest, I sh- I'm struggling. Yeah, I mentioned at the top of the show I have one. I mean, most inventions or most crap inventions, they they, they do serve a purpose to to, to may- maybe a very, very small market, um, but right. somebody's going to get some use out of them. But there's one invention that fucking pissed me off and I, it's never worked since it was it was brought out, and that's paper straws. Yeah. When you go to uh, McDonald's or KFC or anything like that, and you get a drink, and you have to drink it through a fucking paper straw, you drink tastes like paper. You, if you don't drink that drink very quickly, the paper straw dissolves, so you get paper floating in your drink. You, you even have the cheek to wet the paper with the drink or your saliva and the 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 paper just absolutely gives up the ghost it's horrific all all for the sake of a a plastic straw that's year big you mm. you're not going to save that much uh, of the environment with a plastic straw 
over over the stupid paper stores. I fucking hate paper stores. I fucking can't stand them. They're ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Oh dear. Yeah. So they are paper shit. stores. They are shit. Uh, but then I suppose you can get around that if you purchase some brilliant beakers or tumblers from RBF Luxuries because you'll get fast, fantastic different straws with like those goods that you can take into a dolls and use there. Yeah, absolutely. They are amazing straws. Except the one on one of markups, the one of the grandkids has chewed the end, so it's flat. Oh, that's that sounds like an after sales issue, not a it not is a, yeah. not a product <laughs> problem. <laughs> but other than that, they held it held up really well. <laughs> yeah, there we go, mate. There we go. I suppose one thing that has been invented, and you mentioned McDonald's there, that sticks in my mind as being shit because it's always broken. Is that ice cream machine? No, never the, works. So the I've I've seen comments about this on on social media and uh from people who work at, at mcdonald's it's because it's a it's such a pain in the ass to clean the ice cream machine yeah. and prep it that they don't bother and they just say that it's broken bastards yeah they are i don't even get ice cream from mcdonald's so i don't know why it bothers me so much but it does piss me off yeah i'm just go, going back to the paper straws one just imagine having <laughs> a milkshake <laughs> one of yeah. the best things from mcdonald's is the milkshake yeah, yeah. And sucking yeah. those, th- I mean, they are thick. They're like essentially half-melted ice cream. Yeah. And being able to suck them through a fucking paper straw is impossible. Absolutely yeah. impossible. It is. Yeah, crap. paper straws are shit. There we the go. The shitter than Hogan was last week, and he was shit. If you could eradicate one thing, paper straws or bubbly chocolate. Hmm. <laughs> oh dear <laughs> that, that that is a conundrum uh, I'll give you a week to think about it magazine we can dive into it next week it would be bubbly chocolate yeah. it would be bubbly yeah. chocolate Sharon in the chat is actually you get rid of bubbly chocolate above pay, after that rant yeah I cause what I do now is I would not use the straw and just drink out of the cup like a like normal but just be like careful. a savage yeah but be careful in being careful of the grip so you don't crush the, the, the paper cup and it goes everywhere. But I would drink it. I've still got access to the drink. Bubbly chocolate, I would I would rather eat my own shit than eat bubbly chocolate. So I just don't understand you sometimes. I really just don't get you. <laughs> I don't oh, Sharon in the chat logical. There. <laughs> no, you're bloody right. Sharon in the chat saying you always get a milkshake though, Sorry, I do always get a milkshake to be fair, so paper straws do affect me as well. So what's your go-to McDonald's milkshake? I, I like banana or vanilla. Oh, banana. Banana and chocolate mixed together. Oh. oh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, Magsy, should we scan through the chat very quickly then? Because I suppose we better get on to talking a bit of wrestling, haven't we? Uh, we should. Um, so Sharon, uh, com- oh, King Pig Blood, sorry, saying, hands have confirmed that it should be in a fridge a few weeks back. I don't care. Anyone who puts <laughs> sauce in a fridge should be on some sort of register and have to stay away from schools, or at least a certain distance from schools. Yeah, that, that's like me and my wife, you prick. No. Change <laughs> <And> your ways. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, King Pigladder also says, you put the sauce on the top slice when it's warm, put uh, put it on top, of the, on top of the sandwich. So you put the sauce on the top slice of... Of what? Of bread? Yeah, I'm guessing so. So we butter his bread and then put the sauce on the bread and then just together. So like that, two it? lots of like liquid before any topping. 
Come on. You do you put butter? Okay, bit of a detour. But do, do you put butter in your like sausage sandwiches or your bacon sandwiches? Yeah, obviously. Do you? Do you not? I no, I don't. You use you use ma- frozen mayonnaise out of the fridge, don't you? Or frozen tomato sauce? <laughs> no, as I a don't. Butter. No. no, I don't. I, I don't. Do we dry bread? Everyone else in the house does. Everyone else in the house has butter, and they think I'm weird for not having butter. But when you put in like the bacon, for example, the bacon's fucking hot. I, I have a bit of brown sauce in it as well, and whatnot, so it's not just completely dry. But it will melt the butter, and the bread goes mushy. And I don't like the bread being mushy. I like the bread to be Get bread. Thicker bread. No, it does. It doesn't even matter if it's fucking medium slice, thick slice, whatever, does it? You know. You know when you moved into your current house, did you have to go knocking around all the doors of the neighbours and saying, "Look, I've moved into the area. Uh, you may want to look me up online." I'm a wrong <laughs> Right. So because I don't have butter in my sandwiches, you're accusing me of being and on frozen red, but... and semi-frozen tomato sauce. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I, it was, was it last last week? It was. I uh, I went to make my sandwiches for work, and I got the ham out of the fridge. And because my fridge is a bit knackered, like, we need a new one, I think. And it I, was also, frozen solid. Don't it say was, it was frozen solid. I turned the fridge up as well because because it was um it was like that hot week. Giants was like a week or two mm-hmm. ago. The ham, one half of it was absolutely fine. The back end was frozen. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant and i was brilliant. like oh man i can't make my sandwiches now Bollocks. so what you did was you cut the, the front end off and left the back end in the fridge for everyone else to deal with no i just put the frozen ham in my sandwich and moved it to the front of the fridge so it defrosts which so that'd get <laughs> surely your bread would get wet from defrosted ham yeah and i didn't enjoy it happy yourself <laughs> <laughs> i am actually that's that's made me smile yeah <laughs> i no, i don't have butter i'll have sauce and that to me is, is enough and i like the bread to be I like the bread to be breaded. I don't want it to turn to mush. You're a wrong good. Um, Sharon says, Sar reacts all the time. It's annoying. To messages. In literally yeah. every message, Sharon, every message he'll put a little, have a heart or the thumbs up. The thumbs up, I think, is your favourite one. Yeah, that's the first one on the list, look. <laughs> so that's <right. laughs> clicks to be able to react yeah sometimes i'm at work and i'm not supposed to be on my phone as well so it's just easier to look and go pop there we are um yeah just like I've, i acknowledge i have received this message yeah and i will go. reply to it at a later time there we are yeah um, king pig's banner says it all depends on the purpose of the group yep absolutely um the the groups that um that are just nothingness yeah i can't be asked with that can't be asked whatsoever. He also says that the uh, paper straws are not recyclable. Yeah, so what is the point? Yeah, Just give us that, back that's... our fucking plastic straws, then. You fucking clowns. I, oh. Do you know what? You get you get more fired up about the paper straws than when you were talking about the Conservative Party ripping everyone off. This is not. This is a much more more pushing issue for you on on a personal it's, level. I can see. It, if you want me to vote, say you'll bring back plastic straws and doesn't matter if you are <laughs> nazis doesn't matter. oh my god <laughs> it's just no. like prom- promise me plastic straws and you have my vote just to make it clear to anybody listening for the first time not nazis though clearly. not nazis that was, i was just no. was going a little bit overboard there fucking hell okay <laughs> Uh, Connor says ketchup, mustard, and barbecue sauce belongs in the fridge. Yeah, but you live in a country where it's it's ridiculously hot the majority of the time. 
So, no. Um, King Pig's Batter does not agree with you. He thinks that sandwiches do need butter. That's yeah, sandwiches nice. need butter. But if I'm having a sausage sandwich or if I'm having a bacon sandwich, I don't put butter in there. And normal, like I, I, I've made sandwiches for work tomorrow. Butter is in those. And Connor says again, this is the Americanism coming out of him. You only butter bread that is not going to be cooked without anything on it except brown sugar. So you sugar you all, bread. You only butter bread that is not going to be cooked. So you're not going to be cooking the bread, though. Surely, if you're making a, a sausage sandwich, you don't cook the bread. The no, bread's already know. cooked. No, so, to be fair, Sharon toasts her bread when she has a bacon sandwich, but she still puts butter on it. I mean, you toasted bread, you would definitely need but, uh, to yeah, put yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, actually, actually, eating hang dust, hang on, meaty right, dust. Hang on. <laughs> hang on. With regards to toast, right? I don't always put butter on that either. It depends what's going on my toast. No, so no. The only thing that doesn't that I would put on toast without butter would be peanut butter. Right, yeah, okay. So peanut butter, I won't use butter. Um, if I'm having like you know the the the, the Heinz sandwich spread, the sort of tangy pickly spread. Okay, yeah, I've not yeah. had one of them in in town, but yeah, they were built for going on to dry toast. Well, that, so, well there you go. Um, yeah. Marmite, I don't use butter. Grim, don't you animal for even putting that on? <laughs> I wouldn't put butter if unless I'm having literally butter on toast. I don't think about that jam. You won't put butter on... I don't really eat jam, but I don't think I would, no. I don't think I would, no. Because then you taste the butter, don't you? Surely you want to taste the thing you're putting on the bread. On the toast, sorry. Right. The, di- the downside but, is, yeah, but butter is just the Butter is just like, like I said, the slippage juice. Yeah, that's the, the downside is that when I do that, say for example, you're, you're eating mom. dust that you're like <laughs> chewing it forever because there's no liquid in there. But that's why in you fact, have a good, a nice cup of tea, and that's what's that out, isn't it? A gallon of tea, yeah, to keep your tongue the, wet. The, the issue is obviously with with no butter. It is a touch on the dry side, shall we say? So, <laughs> so what ends up happening is I end up using so much marmite or so much peanut butter to compensate that I go through it dead fast. But that's okay because I, if I'm fancy peanut butter on toast, that's what I want. Butter tastes nice. Yeah, I'm not saying it doesn't. I, 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 if I'm having literally just butter on toast and you know it melts and stuff, that's lush. You know. Marge, Marge tastes tape. like shit. Oh, shit. Well, I've never tasted Marge. Uh, she I, she wouldn't let me within four feet of her. Uh, oh, for but, goodness sake. Butter over Marge, absolutely. Uh, Connor says he can't get in on the toast debate because he doesn't eat toast. Connor, th- this you may need therapy, sir. With your horrific food takes, you may need some therapy. Do you not you have don't to eat toast? That's, that's wrong, surely. That's Do you wrong. not have toasted sandwiches? Like a proper cheese toasty. Yeah, I do. I mean, not not as regularly as you do. It's not like one of my father day like you. (laughs) I've not had one for a while, mate. You know, like I said, payday Friday. They can't afford any cheese at the moment. Because I go through a lot of cheese if it's if, if I'm making a toasty. It is a lot. Do you you buy like small blocks, but numerous, or do you buy like a a, like a a massive massive block? It depends where I go. If I'm buy grated. No, I don't buy grated. I, I draw the line at that. Yeah, I'm not a massive fan of grated, especially because it's powdered. It they put always, like a yeah. semolina powder on it. I always think to myself as well. That's that's how they get you in it. That you're, you're probably getting less cheese in you. 
Well, you you're, char- you're being charged more for the same amount of cheese. Yeah, there you are. You're paying for someone else to, to grate it, essentially. Yeah, fuck that shit. Now, if, if I'm going to, like, say, a supermarket, I'll buy a big block of cheese, you know? Um, our lives, especially like those red catering size one, like yeah, yeah, comes like a, out like a two before, like Jim Duggan. Oh, yeah, our lives loves red Leicester, for example. So I'll try and get some of that for her and stuff like that. But if it's just a shop down here, then you just get a little couple of little blocks, don't you? But and I if, bet you fume at the price of it. Oh, I do now. The, uh, the little one pound blocks of cheese they used to do one pound seventy five, now, Max. Ridiculous, ridiculous. I want to give their fucking head a wobble. Yeah, soon next Britain, sir. Uh, King's Big Better says paper straws has touched mags inappropriately. They've done. I mean, if they did, <laughs> they did just fold under the the heat and the 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 liquid. So the, the liquid <laughs> sweat. I'm assuming. <laughs> well, depends where they touch me. If they went like up the Chocolate River, I suppose. Shall we move on? Yeah, we should. Um, <laughs> Sharon says, isn't a grilled cheese uh, uh, th- a thing in America? Yeah, basically that's cheese on toast, isn't it? Mm, okay. And Connor says, yes, uh, but he doesn't eat it unless there's a bowl of, of tomato soup to dip it in. That's like a, that's an old school, um, like school dinners meal, isn't it? I'm offended. What, dipping a cheese toast into tomato soup? Dip, dipping a toasted sandwich. I mean, toasted sandwiches are like my Your, favorite thing. You uh, use... Frozen tomato sauce on sandwiches <laughs> with no butter, and you have drawn the line at dipping a cheese toast in tomato soup. You I don't really, but you call me uh, illogical for my bubbly chocolate take, but that is the most ridiculous take of all. Well, it's not because for a start, I don't like tomato sauce, a tomato soup at all. But yeah, you, but you like tomato sauce, frozen tomato sauce. I don't even really like tomato sauce, mate. To be fair. That was so, just you, so you stood on, on your sort box defending <laughs> tomato sauce and he's like, I didn't even like it in the first place. <laughs> no, I like You're it. wrong for having your tomato sauce in the cupboard, but I don't even eat ours anyway. So well, we that. have lots of different sauces. Like I mean, I like I like brain sauce on my stuff. Charlie's got this kind of garlic and herb sauce thing that she absolutely adores. Liv likes a bit of ketchup. We've got lots of different sauces. I just sources. don't particularly enjoy. The, I, just, I just don't enjoy. There you go. Look, I just don't enjoy ketchup very much, unless I'm pissed. Recently, when I've been pissed at, right? <laughs> just eating it out of, out of the bottle with a spoon. I, like, 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 no, over the weekend, for example, like I made myself tangy ice cream. I've chucked some little, you know, of the kids like you know chicken nuggets that are in the freezer <laughs> in, in the I'm air fryer, and I'm hungry. <laughs> I'll steal the kids' food. Kids, you're not eating this week. Why? Because I want some nuggets and sauce. <laughs> but then I had a, a bit of ketchup with it, and the ketchup was banging then. But I bet if I did that when I was sober, I'd be a bit like, Ugh. you were wrong. You're an absolute wrong. <laughs> anyway, we have Cam Griffin in joining the chat, us. Cam, and Cam comes straight away with a great take. Cheese toast and tomato soup combo is immense. Yeah, absolutely is. You get a cheese toast, you break a bit off, so all the cheese is like stringed. And then dip that in the soup. Nah, mate. Yeah. Anyway, no. you're wrong. No. Shall we talk some wrestling, Max? I think we need to just to clear the air between me and you because we're going to have a falling <laughs> out. We've, we already don't know enough about each other. We've now realised we've got horrific food takes. We need to get back on the same wavelength. So let's talk oh, some dear. wrestling. 
So then, so then, Magsy won the poll. Uh, Sharon mm-hmm. is saying she's going to do that this weekend. You bloody ain't. You ain't using my toasty maker to do that. I won't have it. Not in my house, woman. I'm so scared now because she's going to beat me. <laughs> she's going to make you have cheese on top, cheese toaster and soup, and then you're going to come back on Monday and go, I bloody love that. It's amazing. Well, I don't like tomato soup, but... Would it be weird if I did it with like chicken or something? Yeah, chicken and cheese. Mm. Yeah, but you have chicken and cheese, don't you? I suppose. Try it. Okay. Yeah, I might do. Pork back. I will. I'll do that this weekend. There you are. You will not do it. You won't do it. He's a liar, people. Ignore it. <laughs> anyway, we are going to talk a bit of wrestling. Maxi won the poll with some WCW, which is an odd little turn of phrase, isn't it? Uh, we yeah, are heading to... Felt dirty and also very regrettable. Instantly yeah, it was regrettable. regrettable. It was. It was. Um, I can't even remember what I put up against it. Sharon is already saying she's claiming ownership of your toasting machine. Now we've started domestic people. We're watching the the Powells. In fact, listen to tomorrow's uh, episode of Morning Fitch because that might be the the last time you hear the Powells happy together. with each other. <laughs> <laughs> together, I didn't want to go that far, but together. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'll just be living in a bed sit in the centre of time, just a tiny little portable television and a second hand toaster maker out to buy because Sharon kept the other one in the divorce. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, anyway, love you, Shah. Um, Great American Bash 1998, Magsy. Your selection was from. Uh, it's a mm-hmm. tag team contest featuring Roddy Piper tagging with Randy Savage, and he is taking on Hulk Hogan and Brett the Hitman Hart. Odd combos on both sides of the ring, there, I feel. But mm-hmm. the Great American Bash, uh, when it first aired on the 14th of June 1998, it comes to us from the Baltimore Arena in Maryland, and th- that place held eight Great American Bashes over the years, Magsy. Yeah, the, uh, Tony Chirone, uh said at the top of the show that essentially Baltimore is the home of the Great American Bash. Yeah. The, the, WCW did tend to do that, though, didn't they? Uh, certain yeah. events were held at very particular arenas quite regularly. Yeah, well, I mean, Halloween Havoc, for example, was also always in, um, was it Vegas? I think it was Vegas, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. on one of the casinos there uh, and Eric Bischoff has said that he used to do it intentionally to sort of give it an identity and and, and people would almost have the return returning customers every year and so on wouldn't you so yeah and then he had the hog wild road wild at Sturgis things like yeah. that yeah there we go uh just shy of 13,000 people there not sure if that was paid or not because I don't know how they were fudging the numbers back then um, <laughs> well, Hulk Hogan has got a tattoo of, of 13,000 yeah, exactly <laughs> um, before we get to the actual match itself something that is incredibly frustrating from my standpoint if you're taking something out of context with regards to WCW in any era really is that you notice a real difference in how the WWF back then or WWE now 
will promote their shows and give you recaps as to what's going on. So I don't watch the weekly television as, as many people are, are well aware, but if I watch a pay-per-view, for example, there's a pay-per-view coming up in a couple of weeks, Magsy, I think, isn't there from the WWE. If I sit and watch that, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get your point. Michael Cole is, has become an expert at recapping the story. Yeah. So, yeah. And you get the video packages that are amazing, that are high level of production and so on. WCW just don't do that. And no. it's not, it's not just this particular show that we don't get much background to the story that's going in. It's in it's that scenario in general. I mean, Scottish Danny and I on Nitro Nights have noticed we've gone from 95 now to sort of we're at the trail end of 96. It just never happens. No. I mean, sometimes we don't even know what matches are on the fucking pay-per-view. I, I, I would say that maybe Eric Bischoff didn't know half of the time well, what was happening, yeah. but, but you, you are right. That's uh, even in the, the dark era of like the mid uh the mid nineties WWE WWF when every wrestler had a job and and it it was terrible uh watching they still had the packages where you could keep up with the storylines and yes. and when it came to the pay-per-views and the in your houses you got those little uh 30 seconds a minute long videos that keeps you up to date with what's gone on to get to this point in the in the story yeah, with WCW, and especially with someone who hadn't, who didn't watch WCW originally, it can be very hard to keep track of why we are at this point um, and why these wrestlers are uh, are in this feud. Yeah, it's uh, mm. can be frustrating. Yes, indeed. Um, I don't really know why this is happening. Is is the point I'm getting at? They're mm-hmm. talking about Hogan and Brett tagging together. They both come out to the NWO music and they're saying that it's, it's two guys who, you know, the first time they ever tagged together and so on. We've got Piper and Savage tagging together and Savage is part of the NWO Wolfpack at this point. So he's a baby face and Piper is a baby face as well, but they don't like each other because Piper is WCW and Savage is NWO yeah. Wolfpack, but their hatred of Hart and Hogan means they're combining to face them but then they're going to have a match between the two of them directly after this tag match. I've got no idea what's going on. Yeah. It, it was quite convoluted. Uh, and like I said, there's no video package or uh, to, to explain what's going on, but uh, essentially uh, Brett helped Hogan uh, beat Savage for the belt. And then Hogan returned the favor by helping Brett beat Savage uh, after that. Um, I think Papa had been the referee for the match and he reversed the decision when he, when uh, Hogan uh, interfered. And Savage didn't trust Papa, so that's where their conflict comes in. Uh, but their hatred of, of Brett and, and Hogan, um, that trumped their, their mistrust of each other. So it was essentially, that was essentially the build-up to this mm. match. Okay. Um what well, the little clips we do get, and this is something again that we noticed heavily on Nitro Nights since he's arrived. Roddy Piper, if there were in WCW specifically, if there was ever an advert for scripted promos, this is it, isn't it? <laughs> you know, they give this guy he, a mic and he just goes, Yeah, he, he likes to shoot. Mm, yeah, and it just rambles, and he, you almost feel like somebody needs to be able to just discuss it enough now. Stop. Yeah. You know, it's, there was nobody that did that in WCW. No. no. And when he's in the ring with Savage or he's in the ring with Hogan, 
you get that battle with them as well because they all want to have the last say. So they just keep replying. And they all have very rambling promo styles as well. Yeah. Yeah. Not a good look, mate. Not a good look. No. Um, We get the impression that this is a big, important contest because Michael Buffer's there and he's going to introduce everybody to the ring. And he introduces all of them as the master of something. Yes. Which is fucking... I suppose at the time it would have been cool to have Michael Buffer there because he was a he was the voice of boxing. But going back and watching these like decades later, he is phoning it in something chronic. Mm. Absolutely phoning it in. It's it's ridiculous. They spent what I think it was thirty thousand per appearance on this, and he 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 adds nothing, nothing at all to it. It's ridiculous. Uh, and we again we mentioned it on Nitro Notes before. The most insane thing about the money that was spent on Michael Buffer was that WCW never quite got their audio correct. Here you can hear him, mm-hmm. but there's plenty of other occasions where he's earning his ten thousand dollars to thirty thousand dollars, depending on which report you believe. And in WWE, it's always right. You can hear the commentary team, you can hear the crowd reaction, you can hear the music. Uh, and it all works. And then the announcer co- sort of goes over the top of that. And WCW, they never quite get it right. Sometimes you can't hear their music. Sometimes you can't hear the crowd. Sometimes you can't hear the ring announcer. And then there are other occasions where you can hear the incredibly well-paid ring announcer. And the commentators just talk over the fucking top of him. Yeah. It's so backwards. Yeah, it is. The, the WCW's production was, was not good at times. Not good no. at all. No. Um, Piper as well, to me, he do, he looks a bit out of place here, Maxi. When you see all four guys stood in the ring ready to go, and they are posturing for quite a while, aren't they? They're, they're running the clock down for, for a while. Hogan, it, this is NWO Hogan. He's heavily tanned, and he's got the black on, and he looks the way he does for that gimmick. Brett looks like Brett. Brett's cool mm-hmm. as fuck, let's be honest. Savage is wearing the red and black from the, you know, the, 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 the wolf the pack. Wolf and he's, pack. Yeah, and he's heavily tanned as well. And then there's Piper, and he just looks... He looks like he, he he's just pale and he's not that much older than the other guys, but he looks much older in my opinion. Yeah. Um, he he also looks like a throwback to mid eighties, early nineties wrestling. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I mean, I know the the all the rest of the wrestlers were from a similar era, but they've kind of like moved their. Uh, ring gear on and their kind of characters with the times whereas papa is the same character that he's he's always ever been mm-hmm. with the same yeah. ring gear um so yeah he, he, he does stick out like a sore thumb yeah 100 um piper and hogan start and we get lots of after after a lot of posturing oh, yeah um though i mean i'm gonna get I'm going to lay my position down very early. Um, this is late 90s wrestling. On the other side, we're out, we've got, uh, we, we're deep into the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got, on, on this card, we've got some of the, some really good wrestling. I mean, there's a Booker T uh, and Benoit match, which is outstanding, absolutely outstanding. And then this, which is billed as one of the main events, it's like, it's like watching wrestling from 1989 again. Yeah. There's nothing 
changed. And I get Hogan, uh, Papa, and Savage uh, are a lot older and they're very limited. Um, but Brett's in this match, and you would think he would have kind of upped the quality. But I think he just phones it in as well. This is, it's just, it's just a typical mid mid 80s, late 80s wrestling match with all the same kind of theatrics, but in an era that had moved on from that kind of wrestling. And it, it just looks so dated. It looks old fashioned. Mm-hmm. It really does. It really, and it shows how WCW kept sort of I suppose, beating a dead horse, didn't they? To the mm-hmm. point where that they didn't move on themselves. Uh, you mentioned there, Magsy, about the era it was and the attitude era and so on. Obviously, we said this was June of 98, didn't we? So mm-hmm. as you were talking, I did a quick Google search there to find out what WWF show was closest to this in June of 1998. And it's actually the King of the Ring tournament from 1998. So you put into comparison what we're seeing here on WCW television and on the other channel, on the other pay-per-view, which happened literally two weeks later, uh, you've got the King of the Ring tournament itself with The Rock finding his feet as as that as the Rock character. Um, you've got Ken Shamrock as well. He makes it to the final, who, who was very talented. Uh, X-Pac and Owen Hart had a singles match, which was very good. Um, you do get the Midnight Express on the card, which is a bit of a shame, but we'll ignore that. Because it's the new Midnight Express. So fuck them. Oh, it's bodacious Bob. Yeah, exactly. Bombastic Bart. Exactly. But the main events are obviously The Undertaker and Mankind in the Hell in the Cell, and Kane and Steve Austin in like the height of his popularity, really, yeah. in a first blood match. Now, you compare that and how hard those guys were working and what they were doing to try and entertain people and get their money. And then you look at these four. It, it's not, it's, it's just such a, it's so different, isn't it? It's such a, it's two completely different ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it absolutely is. It, 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 it instantly uh, felt to me like watching a, a 1988 match in 1998, just right. hadn't moved on. I mean, we start, for instance, after, after all the theatrics of who's going to start in the ring and then the confusion between uh, Savage and, and Papa both being in the ring and then out of the ring just to show that they aren't working together. And then the first real wrestling moves are Argelgers. And it's yeah. Papa doing the poke in the ass, which, yeah, was one of his gimmicks. But then Hogan sells it um, by uh, being bland and going over to Savage, who then does the eye in. And we get th- those kind of really old school ways of selling where you get hit, it makes you go to the, the, the tag partner who then hits you again. And it's just the falling over. Uh, it was all delayed and, and it was just so old-fashioned. Mm, yeah um the the tide turns i guess and hogan and brett take control of the match when the disciple who we know as brutus beefcake on the outside of the ring uses the world title to hit piper in the back with the with the the softest shot as well it looked like shit let's be let's be let's be straight it looked like shit um that brings Brett in, and I've got a I've got a note here that literally just says this is crap. So mm-hmm. you know, that sort of gives you a summary of where I am. Um, and 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 like I said, Brett is easily the the most um, talented wrestler uh, yes. in this match. Yep. Um, not saying that Savage wasn't a talented wrestler, but in this era, Savage is 
is a shadow of his former self. Yeah. Um, but I think from the looks of it, Brett realizes who he's in the ring with and, and realizes I don't have to put any effort in. These guys aren't going to. So he, he course, uh, and whilst he's wrestling, when he's in the ring, his wrestling is, is competent. It's, it's, it's good wrestling. It's, there's just no effort put in. And, mm. You can understand why, from Brett's point of view, is with three wrestlers who should have retired by now. Um, yeah. But it just—it was just smacked of of no effort put in whatsoever. Um, we get Hogan and Piper again for a little while, and Piper gets choked by Hogan, and his eyes raked again. Um, Brett he also does the in. back rake, uh, yes, in a, in a in a little uh, nod to the match made in hell. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Brett tags back in, and we get a couple of, I suppose, the the greatest hits from Bret Hart. We get the the Russian leg sweep and the middle rope elbow that is he throws in quite a unique way, doesn't he? That's all <laughs> diving onto yeah. his knees kind of style. Um, and then Brett bends down to give Piper a back body drop, and Roddy Piper counters this into a small package in the slowest way I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. It was. It just took me completely. What little sort of suspension of disbelief I had was gone with that moment, Mags. Yeah, um, and then uh, not, not long after that is probably the most interesting part of the wrestling uh, for me. I mean, the story I thought was being told pretty well for what it is. It's a very basic story. Bad guys hate the good guys, but the good guys are also not on the same page. It's been done multiple times. But the in- most interesting part of the the actual uh, in-ring work comes when Savage um, has a chair, and his chair. I think he's chasing off Hogan, uh, but he uh, eventually puts the, the chair into the ring just as, ho- as uh, Brett is pulling off a move on to, to Savage. I think it is... Is he doing a, a DDT or something like that? No, he's um uh Piper is on on his back. Brett has his legs, almost like he's gonna go for the sharpshooter. But Brett uh, does that Brett does that move sometimes where he drops to his knees and headbutts his and headbutts in the, in, yeah, the in, in the in the, like the stomach, yeah. And just and, as he's about to drop down, um Savage puts the chair on Piper's belly, so Brett drops head first which, onto the chair. I thought that was very interesting. That was good. That, that I was enjoyed. A, a good spot. Uh but it was a uh, one shining light in a in a very mediocre match. Mm, I mean again, it, I, I suppose it shows what we're looking at here in that I've got the same, that's, that's a highlight, but that's all we've got. My, my other big highlight would be getting to hear the two NWO themes. Uh, if that's the highlight, then there's something wrong, isn't there? <laughs> it is. Um, but th- that's essentially leading into the, to the end of the match. Now, I suppose we get the, um, the savage hot tag. Um, then he is Savage's knee gives up when he goes for the top rope elbow. Um, sell, to be fair, he sold that pretty well. He come off that top rope really, really heavily, um, which eventually leads to uh Hogan whipping Papa into the ropes that knocks pa- uh, Savage off the off the ring. Um, and then um, Savage is trapped in the sharpshooter whilst uh, Hogan and Papa are, are distracted and Savage ends up essentially giving up the ghost and, and losing the match. 
Yes, um, we get a bit of afters, which isn't going to affect our scores, obviously, because we're reviewing the one match. But it, it does lead into the prearranged contest between Roddy Piper and Savage as well. Mm-hmm. Piper wins that after a bit, about a minute of a figure yeah, four leg lock. It, I mean, Papa looked like he he wasn't he didn't want to fight, and and it was Savage that basically instigated the the second match uh, started. But yeah, we get about a minute of of wrestling. Uh, Savage hits poor Charles Robinson, and uh, in the best selling of all the event, Paul uh, Charles Robinson folds like a pancake. He he sells that punch with gusto, uh, but this leads to Savage being low blowed and uh, then locked in a figure four and. For two matches in a row on the same pay per view, Savage is is submitted, which oh. absolutely shits on him. Um, I, I believe it's, I think it's uh, he, he goes away after this. I think to to basically recoup. Um, but yeah, what a way to bury Macho Man Randy Savage to lose twice to submission. Yeah, ridiculous. Within the space of five minutes. Yeah, twice within absolutely. five minutes. Ridiculous. Oh, dear me. Um, out of 10, Magsy? So, like I said, the storytelling uh, wasn't horrific. Um, a lot of WCW storylines can be very convoluted, but this was pretty basic. But the wrestling was just... I don't even think it was bad wrestling for 1988. It was just terrible wrestling for 1998. Um, wrestling had moved on, but WCW, Hogan and Savage just hadn't moved on. Um, I don't think it's as the very worst thing we've ever watched, but it's, it's pretty low. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to say one and a half. Okay. Okay. Um, I agree with pretty much everything you've said. I've got two out of 10. Um, I I love WCW. There's so much great that happens in in so many different areas of WCW. Uh, and when I say WCW, I'm counting the whole whole shebang, like back to the Crockett days through the NWA mm-hmm. and all that, and, and then the WCW time before Hogan arrived, and and all, and then the NWO stuff. So many great moments, but there's also so much shit. And this is one of the moments that is just shit, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's terrible. Ah, oh, there we go. Really glad you won that poll, Max. You prick. Um, <laughs> uh, so, where do you want to go next week, bud? Where are you linking? And how? Yeah. So, we've had quite a few crap matches recently. Um, it's bringing the average scores down. So, I think we might need to rectify it. Um, so, I, I instantly went two different ways. Firstly, I was going to stick with this very pay-per-view. Uh, and uh, go a little bit earlier into into the card with Chris Benoit versus Booker T. They had their conclusion to their best of seven, uh, and the match is an absolute banger. Sorry, on that note as well, Maxie, <laughs> how talented are those two guys to have seven matches in a space of a short period of time? And if mm-hmm. you go back and watch the whole, you know, the whole program, each one is different and each one is exciting. Booker T is it's almost like a, a hidden gift of his to do yeah. a series of matches and, and be able to sell them. I mean, look at the one that he did uh, in, in um, was it against Cena when they had the, the series of the, the US title? 
Mm. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. But I thought, shall we go with that match? And then I thought, there's better out there, surely. And then I remembered uh, a match that I put on the poll uh, a while ago, and it was picked by one of yours. I think it was picked by Owen versus Brett from WrestleMania 10. Um, I was go- going for um, Papa versus Bret Hart from WrestleMania 8. Another great match, great promos. And then I thought, no, fuck it. We'll go, we'll keep throwing the shit at this uh at this wall and seeing if any more sticks. So I've gone for WrestleMania 12. The link is Roddy Piper, and it's the Hollywood Backlot Brawl versus God. That is insane because there's so many similarities to what you've picked or how you have got to your selection, your link, that I have used to get to mine. And it features, my match features Dustin Rhodes as well. It's going to be the that the, the the match that got him fired from WCW, isn't it? No, 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 it's not. That was, um, that was on the back of a truck, wasn't it? Yeah. Black, was, it bled, was, yeah. was it Blacktop Bully or something like yeah, that? That's, yeah, that? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, no, my link I'm using is how you explained that you went back and forth, Great American Bash, look at that particular card and all that sort of stuff. That's what I did. My link is the Great American Bash. I looked at you know, a list online of this particular person writing the, their favorite top 10 matches in the history of the Great American Bash. And it goes from um, some, you know, a Benoit match from 2000 right the way down to something from like you know a flare match from against Dusty Rhodes oh. and all this sort of stuff, right? But so it stood out to me, and I was like, I'm not sure if I've seen. I must have seen this. I must have. But it, I looked up elsewhere after I selected this match, and it's got great reviews all over the place. And I thought, well, okay, let's let's throw it out there and see if people want to give uh, something a bit different a try. I'd like to go back to the Great American Bash 1992. Now, 92 WCW was not a good time for them business-wise, but in-ring, they had some real talent there. You know, Flair was gone. Rick Rude was going going up the card and so on, having some absolutely incredible matches with the likes of Sting and Dustin Rhodes. And Ricky Steamboat was uh, back in 92, 93, early 94. So, some great in-ring content there. But again, it looks shoddy and old because of the production and WCW didn't have much money and all that sort of stuff. Uh, this match is for the NWA World Tag Team Titles, but actually main evented the Great American Bash in 1992. A oh, tag wow. match, which is quite interesting. Yeah, a tag and... match main evented this show, but it was a tag match with single competitors. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, Sting versus the, the Giant. Yeah. They're coming out with a smoke in a cigarette. Yeah, oh my God. Fucking ridiculous. Um, I would like to go to the main event of the Great American Bash 1992. One of the ones not from Baltimore, I think, which is ironic, but there we go. And we have the tag team of Terry Gordy and Dr. Death Steve Williams. Very, very popular in Japan. You know, <laughs> did, did fantastic stuff over there. And not they so are going shoot farting. No, no. And they are taking on the team of Dustin Rhodes and show favorite Barry Windham. Well, they call him the natural. natural. Yeah, they call him the natural. natural. It just comes naturally. He's the son of a son. So that is where I would like to go. I don't know off the top of my head who won this. 
I don't know if I've ever seen it. I'm fairly certain I have. I must have, but I'm not sure if I have or not. So I think that would be quite intriguing if that's the way people want to go. So there we are. Did you, uh, speaking of barrowing them, did you see the, the Twitter thumbnail that I made? The Twitter thumbnail? No, I didn't. Okay. So, and this will please uh, King's Pigs Badders. Usually what, what I would do is get a... Uh, uh, an image of the pay-per-view or a match oh, on the pay-per-view I did and I'd put our logos just to, to um, show that it's it's our show but I thought I'd go a little bit extra this week and I replaced the head of Bret Hart with a picture of Barry Win- uh, no Barry Horowitz yeah. and then I replaced <laughs> the head of Savage with a picture of the stalker Barry yeah. Windham fuck's sake the best thing about it is though it's in the sharpshooter isn't it yeah and brett brett's looking forwards but barry horowitz's head is facing backwards (laughs) (laughs) fantastic photoshop it's brilliant stuff but those are your choices for next week's chain wrestling live we can head to wrestlemania 12 and see roddy piper versus Goldust in a hollywood backlot brawl um and, and i can't remember i've seen that but it's been a long time ago i bet there's some so, funny things to discuss in that it's the match is is half pre-taped half yes live so it'll be a case of watching the the, the little bits of that are interspersed with the the the, the main card and then the yes. the, the follow-up of the match or we head to the Great American Bash 1992 and see Terry Gordy and Dr. Death Steve Williams take on Barry Windham and a very young Dustin Rhodes for the NWA Tag Team Championships. And a very you... crap Barry Windham. Oh, just wind your neck in, mate. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can vote as always on Twitter at chain underscore wrestling there. Magsy, shall we scan through the chat before we depart? Well, I'm, I'm actually just looking at this card for the Great American Bash 1992. And they had Dustin Rhodes and Barry Windham beating Steve Austin and Rick Rude in the quarterfinals. Did they really? Yeah. Oh. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Anyway, into the chat. <laughs> um, so uh, Cam arrived late and, and says that uh, the cheese toast and tomato soup combo is immense. I absolutely agree. Uh, Sharon, hold your cheese toasting uh, maker hostage. Um, Cam uh, had to dive out. Uh, apologies, but uh, Paul Younger, so I need to dash. What's the ultimate uh, toaster? So we didn't answer this. Uh, the the uh, the Cedar Breath did, though. Cheese, beans, hot dog, sausages, and bacon. Oh, hot dog sausages, though. I've never, I don't think I've ever had that in a toaster. Yeah, I have, yeah. Sharon says cheese, onion, ham, and pineapple. Yeah, that's banging. And- Cam is, I don't know if that's a, a, a shock of amazement or shock of like her, her, basically horrified. There are some unique combos. Um, King's Pig Valley says that you have to get a deep fill uh, tosses machine for his. And then Cam goes with a second question. What goes on the outside of your toaster? I'm a frame pan toasty man and mayo on the outside. Delightful. Mm. Huh, I've never heard of that before. Um, Sharon says butter in yes. the sandwich toaster. Yeah. Um, little tip for you. If you like your toasters to be super crispy, 
when you uh, when you uh, put your uh, your bread into the toaster, put a little sprinkle of white sugar onto your toaster. Now it sounds wrong, but that sugar will caramelize onto the, whilst it's cooking and become the crispiest toaster you'll ever have. I think you told me this before. It's maybe maybe when one of the times when we played uh, Title or Toasty, and you mentioned yeah. it to me then. So you don't put loads on because the sugar will overpower it and it'll become too sweet. But just a little little smattering, like a interesting, like a salt bay, salt bay, a little like bit. Yeah, <laughs> my strong hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cam says also on wrestling chat, he's partway through Starcade '96, and Papa's just caught a mad promo where he thought he was hyperventilating. That's every Papa promo he hyperventilates. He, he get like I said, he rant, he rants so much, he goes on mad yeah. rambles, um, and then he's Cam's put oh for fuck's sake, Brutus Beefcake returns. I haven't seen <laughs> man in forever. The disciple is one of the worst. I mean, it's up there with Zodiac in it. To be fair though, look wise, it's probably the best he's looked in a long time because he doesn't look like he doesn't look like Ed Lesler. No, he doesn't. You could pass him off as being somebody else, to be fair. Yeah, if you didn't know that that was formerly the booty man, formerly the barber, you could easily think that that's somebody else. Yeah, 100%. And then he opens his fucking mouth. <laughs> uh, Cam, um, King Pig Planet says, if if these guys were all wrestling today, they'd still wrestle the same style. Yeah, yeah they absolutely would. Uh, Cam says, great choice in 1992, um, sir. And uh, King Pig's Banner is happy that Ahmed Barry Horowitz tap out the abomination that is Barry Windham, the worst Barry to ever wrestle. So go on, what would be in your ultimate toaster? I nearly asked this as a question in Mags v. Sai because I've said it loads of times. Oh, but my, you, I don't believe that you, any of these things you've said before. Well, go back and listen to our back catalogue, Mags. I'm not going <laughs> to uh, um, I like cheese, ham, and those specific red jalapenos that I get from. Washington. Yes, I do. Do you know? I do remember they come in jars, don't they? Little red, little jars, yeah, because they're very, very sweet as well as having us kick to them. Yeah, that is the business. Yeah, that's a good choice. What about you? I, I think I would, I would change from week to week. I don't think I'd have a specific, very best favorite. I like to experiment. Uh, right now, I've been having uh, quite a lot of hot uh, chorizo. So, okay. got, you know, chorizo sausage, but these have got like spicy. So, I bet some a, a good quality cheese, some hot chorizo. Yeah, that'd be banging. I'm getting angry now. You need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've, no, you've no toaster machine because Sharon's uh, confiscated it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Sharon. Oh, Sharon <laughs> in the chat there. I bet you say that Sharon. every Monday. Sorry, I was just yeah, I was showing off in front of my friends. I, I was playing Billy Big Balls with my mates. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sharon also says there, not even sure if we have any sugar in the house. Yeah, probably not, to be fair. I don't think we have. Wow. Sharon has sweet coffee. Friday. Oh my word. Sharon, you're going to be so treated on Friday. We're going to get a glass bottle of ketchup and some fucking sugar. It, it may even get the shopping delivered. Oh, I normally do, mate, to be fair. It's brilliant, isn't it? It's brilliant. Yeah, it's great. I hate going shopping now. Yeah, I hate going anywhere. 
ever (laughs) (laughs) but there we go thank you so much everybody in the chat uh who has joined in random wrestling topic online voted in the polls all the usual great stuff this show does not exist without you as we say all the time because it's true magsy whereabouts can people find you online or whereabouts can people hang you online to be ignored well i mean i checked my twitter today obviously for the show and i had nine unread messages from people one from like the middle of september one from (laughs) early september of someone's checking in to see how i was and i've not seen the message so apologies to everyone who's messaged me i very rarely go on twitter but you can find me daily on tiktok where i upload videos of my lovely chickens for all the world to see and that's at pod farmer max there we go and anything i'm involved in that you can find via the network that carries this show that's at sgp world media on facebook and twitter and all your podcast players platforms and providers of course but most importantly you can find and follow this show online on facebook and twitter at chain underscore wrestling and twitter is where you get involved with all the non-wrestling topic and voting in the polls and all that great stuff I'm an absolute blast again, Magsy. It's been bloody brilliant. I'm off now to try and slide into the kitchen and get hold of the sandwich maker before Sharon robs it off me. Because I, I, I might sneak it into work, to be fair. At least then I know it's with me. I, mean, I thought you were going to say so I could plug it in and make a slide cheese toast. <laughs> I could do. <laughs> I'll speak to you next week, my friend. Yep. Penis Enlargement Services. Contact Sapo oh, at SJP Works.